This is episode number 121 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are so glad that you could be with us this time. Kevin didn't like the way I said time last time. <laughs> no, it's just that you were like, time, time, time. Time, time. I can, I can go back to it. <laughs> so you sing it this time. And I sing all right. it. All right. That's fine with me. It's all good times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, people. This is the show. I hope you enjoy it. We're here. It's happening. <laughs> now, uh, so we we got some, some public affirmation. Um, we did? Yes. Oh. I don't even know if I shared this with you. Okay. So well, we, got, we, got, we got a few public affirmations. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did, did I tell you that we got ranked? Ranked by whom? By Apple Podcast. No. Yeah. So we were the 33rd show in our category, which at first I wasn't all that impressed. I'm like, 33rd? That's like that's like a really far back loser. Right. right. <laughs> it, it, like, it almost makes you feel like a third. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 33%. You know. So, but in in perspective, there's a million and a half podcasts out there. Mm. And we were 33rd in our category. And I think there's only like 10 categories. Um, really? Yeah. So, like, when I saw that, I was like, that ain't too bad. That's not, <laughs> hey, we've been worse. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we've been nothing. <laughs> exactly. Now we're something. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that happened. Okay. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, we our clip uh, was getting some attention, even mm. from... Uh, how are we gonna say their name? Ria Ryobi. <laughs> Ria Ryobi. <laughs> well, it just depends on who you're talking to. Because mm-hmm. if you're talking to normal folk, yeah, it's Ryobi. Right. If you're talking to an employee, it's Ryobi. Ryobi. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when I say employee, I mean employee of Ryobi, not an employee of Home Depot, because they're gonna say Ryobi too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if this was, you know, if if branding was a democratic republic, we'd be in the majority. So we're right. Yes. And they're wrong. So, Ryobi, live on. (laughs) So, (laughs) good luck being called Ryobi. Yeah. So. Yeah. No one's no one's gonna know what you're talking about. Exactly. I don't know even know what a product would be that would is called Ryobi. No, me either. But but it's one of those things where like people are pretty pretty adamant. Yeah. And my 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 favorite ones though were like the so the question was how do you pronounce Uh an R Y O B I E right Yeah. that's not no e r y o b i. Um, how do you how do you pronounce that? I can't use spell. How do you how do you pronounce that? My favorite ones were D Walt. <laughs> <Do we? laughs> I also like I also like the passing Star Wars reference of Ryobi Kenobi. Yes, <laughs> yes, a couple of really good good ones out there. Yeah. So I I am with just high levels of anticipation, mm. waiting to walk into a Home Depot with a Ryobi rep there yes because i want to bug the bejesus out of him mm-hmm. well i actually saw one uh bizarrely enough mm-hmm. at walmart the other day um <laughs> driving their you know their vehicle that was branded all on the side uh-huh. and she was wearing a a pullover that had the logo on it and if that was like a week later i would have definitely been asking her about it <laughs> So it, well, and and also just for you, Kev, our our buddy Sean Medlin yeah. sends, sends his hello. Oh, I, I I got to stop and chat with him today, and he was telling me he's like, dude, I got to come on the show 
um, cause we need to talk about, you know, assisted living during a pandemic. Oh my gosh. I've, I've thought about him so many times recently. That's just, weird. Well, I mean, I mean, he's good looking and all, he's but. way better looking than you or me. Um, it's the hair. It's the, <laughs> he's got the hair. He does that. Sean, if you're listening, well done, sir. I, I would just like to have hair anyway. Um, so, uh, I've been thinking like, his job has had to be so different uh-huh. recently. I mean, yeah. e- even in his very unique setting, that's like the most optimal, you know, memory care and, you know, quote unquote nursing home type of place, the most optimal place. It's got to be weird. Yeah. Got to be. It, well, I can, I can tell you it has. I've been over there several, not in the facility, because yeah. that would be bad. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I've been over there several times. Okay. Um, and, I mean, he, he's on top of his game, man. Yeah. He's got it going I, on. I have no doubt. So, anyway, we have a really cool episode for you guys today. This is something that we have not talked about ever. Well, okay, so here's the thing. We're, we're at a... People, we, we are... Chromosomal disadvantaged. Yeah, well, that's in <laughs> so many ways. But, but no here's comment. the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, we are a homeowner show podcast, yes. right? And our goal is to cover mm-hmm. the gamut of bases. Yes. However many bases there are, we want to cover all the bases. Yep. Well, let me tell you, Today, yeah. we are going to cover a base that few <laughs> other homeowner shows could possibly they won't do imagine. It. They won't they, do it. They, they don't, don't have do the it. guts. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The fortitude will not be there, but we, just for you, the listeners out there, yeah. this is this is for you guys yeah. out there. Well, and, and here's here's why I thought this this particular topic... And, and just, just by the way, we're gonna we're gonna inter- introduce Christina here in just a second. But this is this is why I thought this this particular topic was timely and important. Okay, one, it's December, baby Jesus. Well, sure, right? We're celebrating baby Jesus. Yeah, and if you know, you you don't have to believe in him in order to recognize that this is the season. But this is his season. Yeah, and and let me just tell you, he was not born in a hospital. No, he was not. Nope. So, um, part two. Okay. We are probably right at about nine months into this pandemic. <laughs> uh, the stretch mark, I mean, stretch that you just <laughs> took on that was pretty Im- impressive. So I know, I know that many of you are going to be interested in this topic and potentially seeking out the services. Sure. Of of this guest, we we have Christina in the studio yep. from Motherly Transitions. That's right. That provides doula services. Is, am I saying that right? Yes, you are. To expecting mothers. Yeah. I mean, I, I might. I would guess you might provide them to mothers who aren't expecting. But you know, what what are they paying for? Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So we're glad you're here. Thank you. So why don't you go ahead? Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you became a doula. Okay. Well, first of all, my name is Christina Tamez, and I'm a registered nurse. Um, I got my licensing at uh, Texas Women's University here in Houston a long time ago. Where where is that, by the way? It's in Houston in the Med Center. Okay. It's it's just right outside the Med Center. It used to be right next to um, Methodist Uh on Fannin, and now it's a little further down. So when you said, like, right there by the zoo? Uh, no, it's a little further out. A little further out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually in the med center. Okay. So you have MD Anderson, a Methodist, 
um, Baylor, all of that right there. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was a long time ago. So they built their own building now and, uh, uh, it was 93. I graduated. Okay. So I've been doing this a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the premise of what I'm doing now I must be honest, I don't like to chart. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I want to help mama labor. Yeah. So the word doula is Greek, and it means with woman. And that's what we do. We're with the woman in labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I enjoy the most, of giving her power, giving her encouragement, giving her emotional support, and actually helping the husband really step in. Sometimes they get a deer in headlights, and that's okay. Sometimes they just say, tell me what to do. I want to do everything. I'm like, no problem. I can tell you what to do. I can tell mm. you how to help her. Yeah. So um, that is really what a doula does. Not everybody realizes they need one until they get in it, and they mm. go, wow, we've been doing this 12 hours already. Dad's tired. He's no. forgotten what to do. He His list of, of things to do, remember, he's already forgotten, and he's tired, and he's hangry the whole nine yards. So you really don't know until you get there. Yeah. So that is our purpose. My partner and I, Priscilla Bricky, we really want to encourage education. That is where it starts. Um, my very first birth, I was 16 years old. My good friend in high school got pregnant and she wanted me and her mother to help her. She did not want that guy anywhere near her, mm-hmm. which I get. And uh, so I did the whole nine yards of Lamaze classes with her for, you know, eight, 10 weeks and uh, practice the breathing techniques. We get there, have the baby, little boy named him Michael, beautiful birth. I knew zero, zero about <laughs> life. Okay. Yeah. I'm 16. Um, I grew up here in Houston, so I grew up on the north side. And that you know, either you were going to go to college to be a really big wig somewhere, mm-hmm. or you were going to stay home and have kids. I mean, there was no in between. Um, my dad was disappointed to hear I wanted to go to nursing school. He thought I needed to be uh, a legal secretary. They mm. make good money. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Typing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, dad, that's not what I want to do. Um, <laughs> but I, I get through the birth, and we're all done. And I tell the nurses. what is it you do? What are you called? Mm. And they go, oh, you mean our occupation? I said, oh, yeah. I had no idea what the word occupation meant. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yes, yes, that. And they said, well, we're registered nurses, and we trained in labor delivery. That's our specialty. Mm. And I said, well, how do I do that? Uh. I, I want to do that. <laughs> Tell me. Map it out right now. Right. So I made my decision at that moment, wow. and it completely changed my trajectory. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, so 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 you Texas Women's College. You go to nursing school. I do. Okay. Yes. And so then, after, do you do you pick a specialty while you're in there, or do you have to do additional schooling afterwards? How does that How does that work? You pick a specialty. Uh, so you have to do rotation in every field. Right. So you have to do geriatrics, you have to do children, you have to do um, home health, you have to do community health, and you have to do a rotation in labor and delivery. You have to do a, a rotation in emergency room, and why can I just hurry up and get to labor and delivery? <laughs> Why? Why do I need to do this? I don't want to do this. I figured I knew really quick that I did not want to be anywhere else but in labor and delivery. So, uh, yes, you have to decide that you want to be in that area. And then once you graduate and pass the NCLEX, you pass the exam, then you have to go around interning and you have to, you know, go to hospitals in which they are 
willing to hire someone and train them from day one. Mm. Um, so I hired on with uh, Herman Hospital there in the, in the med center right there on Fannin, but right by the zoo. And uh, I interned there and I actually was hired on. I worked night shift. Um, it is true when there's a full moon, there's more labors. Wow. It is really, it, it is true. It's very true. That's crazy. And then I switched to day shift at women's hospital, mm. which is a little further down in the med center. And I was there for a number of years. Wow. Then I worked at some uh, doctor's offices, one in Kingwood and one in the northeastern area. And then I had a long sabbatical raising my own children. And then now I'm back in doing what I want to do, yeah. which is not chart. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, here's a question. Why, why did you choose to become a registered nurse? Instead of an OBGYN? Great question. Uh, the big deal was, <laughs> the big deal, I didn't want to be sued. Oh, oh okay. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. Their insurance against suing is very high. Sure. Their premiums are very high. Okay. It's, it's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about me being afraid of the, the schooling. In addition, they basically have no life. Mm. I mean, you're on call a All lot unless yeah. you have a partner. Right. And your client's really want you. you. They don't want the partner. No. So um, that really that really sealed the deal for me is, okay. is uh, the liability and uh, no life. Yeah. yeah. More freedom. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Man. Great question. I like that. I've never been well, asked thank that. thank you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> leave it Leave it to me to ask the good questions. <laughs> I like it. I'll just, <laughs> just tell you that, Craig. Um, <laughs> well, well, that's really interesting. So I, um, I think that one of the things that I'm interested in is, well, first of all, let's just put it out here. Craig and I know nothing about this subject. Okay. Even though we've had kids, we sure. know nothing about this sure. subject. Sure. We haven't had any kids. We watched. We, Correct. Uh, we were, <laughs> Correct. We we have kids. We did not have the kids. Sure. That's a big difference. Sure. 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 It is. Um, so what's the difference? I mean, so – we, I, I don't know, I'm, I don't know 100% for Craig. I think I know the answer, but we had both of our children in a hospital. Correct. Um, delivered by the OBGYN. Yes. So, what is the real difference between um, giving birth in a hospital versus, say, like a, a birthing center mm-hmm. versus um, an at home? Or, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that's been kind of popular recently is like, underwater births yes. and those sorts of things. And so yes. I guess just kind of walk us through yes. what is the difference? And um, I mean, because you kind of, if that's the spectrum, yes. you're on one side of that spectrum, really. Yes. yes. So, yes. So I, I like to start with what we know. Okay. Okay. So this generation of 50 years or so, we are used to having babies in the hospital. Mm. I will tell you, it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. So if you recall, you know, things like, you know, back in the early 90s, Medicine Woman, they're mm-hmm. all having babies at home. Yeah. And there is a show out of Europe that it, it talks about midwives. Mm-hmm. It's called Midwives. Okay. Um, so, it's on Netflix, right? Yes. You also just cited Dr. Quinn, I think. I did. Okay. I did. (laughs) I know things. Yes, you do. You've seen some TV. I bring bring an element of value to the show. Yes, Yes. you do. Yes, I like it. I like it. It's about time. (laughs) So... We need to start there. Okay. That it happened in that women had babies at home. 
and they had their mother-in-laws there and their sisters and their aunts and their neighbors. It was a woman event. Men were in the living room waiting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not that I want to go back to that, but just telling you that's where it started from. Now, I will say, since women moved into the hospital, the mortality rate of babies and moms have gone down. Okay. And that's phenomenal. I'm I'm happy for all the interventions that we can have, all the technology, all the monitoring. It's great. So the in steps, the OB, the obstetrician, that's what they do. They're trained to deliver the baby, but they're also trained for surgery. Mm. That's what makes them different than a midwife. Okay. Now, you have two categories of midwives as well. You have certified nurse midwives. That means they went to nursing school first. Mm. Then they went to midwifery school. Then you have a professional midwife. And that means they're a lay person. They didn't have any background. They are learning by interning, mm. hands-on. Okay. Okay? So so one of them, one of those two, so, so the first one that you mentioned, they're going to have... Certified nurse midwife. Yeah. They're, they're going to have more... Medical training, correct. Than the other one, correct. Okay, and they're usually um, more accepted in the hospital. Okay, um, th- there are several hospitals here in Houston that have midwife groups, hmm. and they all have to be certified nurse midwives. They all have to have their RN license first, and they all have to be under the guide of an OB. Okay. So if something does go wrong and the baby does need to be, um, the mom needs to have surgery to get the baby out, then the midwife would be an assistant. Hmm. Okay. But a professional midwife, one who learns by just doing, mm-hmm. cannot do that. <clears throat> okay. If she goes to the hospital with a client, she's a guest. Oh, okay. She's just there maybe more for emotional support Correct. than Correct. anything else. And, and, Correct. And I'm, so, so at that point, like, wh- what would be the difference between a professional midwife and like me as a husband, for example. Yes. Not much. <laughs> well, I think there, I think there's a lot of difference. First of all, we're female. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So that, that does something different for the mom. She yeah. realizes that this person who is helping her, mm-hmm. guiding her has actually been through it. Sure. So there's, there's a commonality. There's a camaraderie already. Okay. And if she has a relationship of trust, then she is going to listen to whoever's telling her, Hey, we need to get you in this position, mm-hmm. no matter how difficult it is. Right. She trusts her. Okay. Um, secondly, what I like to tell dads when they ask, you know, um, what what role do I have? And I say, whatever you want. Mm. So as much as you want to be involved, as much as you want to be in my class and you want to ask questions and you want to read, I'll give you the whole list of books mm. that I'm giving your wife as well. So I want you involved, but I want you comfortable. Um, it's really hard, I will say, to see someone you love in pain and you don't know how to fix it. Mm. And what do men have? They have testosterone. What does that mean? They want to fix. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's really hard to just um, throw them in and they're uncomfortable or make them sit along the side and they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a little dance. Um, sometimes we have them very involved to their comfort level. And then sometimes we can tell they just need a nap Hmm. or they need to go eat. Yeah. So, um, back to the midwives and the OBs. So the difference between having a hospital birth versus a birth center birth, there's really not a lot of difference between a birth center and a home. Okay. Because the midwife brings everything with her, all the monitoring, if you want to have a baby in the water, you can, it's a blow up pool right Mm -hmm. there in the living room. 
or in the bedroom. Okay. Um, so all that's set up and ready to go. And then the midwife will help tear it all down. Okay. And it's perfectly clean when everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. It works out beautifully. The only thing that cannot happen at home is, of course, surgery. Right. But she can resuscitate baby if baby is having trouble. She has oxygen with her and she can give medications to stop any hemorrhaging. If we need to call an ambulance, of course, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Now, all, all those things that you're mentioning, that's if the midwife is a registered nurse, correct? No, that no. is that, that okay. is a professional midwife delivering at home. So they, they can administer oxygen, resuscitation, yes. all those things. Yes. Wow. Yes, they have to. Well, I- yes. They have to. They have to be able to. Okay. Yes. Oh, they have to be able to do this. I, I got yes. you. Okay. Yes. They have to be trained, and then they take a test as well. Okay. So, do they have like a license or a? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. You have to have X number of births in a certain number of months. You have to have referrals. You have to be under the mentorship of another midwife, a professional midwife. Um, if you're if you are seeing a client all through her pregnancy, and you labor with her, and at the last minute she says. I think I want an epidural. I, I want to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Then she, the student, the midwife student loses that credit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So do yeah. they, is that what you're talking about? So many births. I mean, is that to get their license or like every year they have to have so many? No, to get it. To get it. Okay. To get it. So after that, mm-hmm. they're good. Correct. And then they, I imagine they have like continuing education. Correct. Okay. Just like I do. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Me too. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. for that, but <laughs> yes, yes, for killing bugs, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot of difference between a certified nurse midwife and a professional midwife, except that the professional midwife cannot get in the hospital okay. and actually deliver a baby. Okay. She can be there for moral support, but that's about it. Okay. Now, would um, she, I mean, like if she was like a student in the hospital, would she get, not get credit for that? If, if a professional midwife goes into the hospital, mm-hmm. she is a visitor. Okay. She cannot deliver. No touchy. Correct. Got it. I mean, she can support mom, but she can't yeah. catch the baby. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, when you're in the hospital, you have the options of getting an epidural. So you get options of pain relief. Mm-hmm. There are um, certified nurse midwives that are advocating, and some midwives can't are licensed to bring it to your home. Um, so back in the day when you, you know, in, at the dentist or even further back, like um, probably probably 50 or more years ago, maybe we're like 60, where they took an inhalation and they got all relaxed. Mm -hmm. So you go to your happy place. Uh And they are bringing that back. And there are some hospitals that have certified nurse midwives there and they will let them do that. But uh, the hospital has to be really open to those policies. Um, I know Conroe Regional does, um, but there are a lot of other hospitals that have midwives, but they're not that progressive yet. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So there are options for pain that's, control. I just want to point out, like, that's that's such, like, a odd thing that something that was done 50 years ago is now considered progressive. Correct. In a, Correct. In yeah. a hospital. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I will tell you, it's making a full circle. It's, it's so it's, weird. It's really making a full circle. What? Okay, so so let's ask that question. Why? Why? Okay, so why did it go away Yes. And why would it come back? Okay. I will I will tell you my personal opinion, and it's probably a little political, um, <laughs> but my personal opinion, and it was propaganda. Okay. It was to give the doctors more money, more control. Because the epidural is 
more expensive when you need or, an anesthesiologist. Or you have to have an anesthesiologist, and so then you got a whole other person yes. in the room. And, correct, correct. Okay. And so, you got to monitor differently. Okay, correct. So all of those interventions, in my opinion, le- domino effect mm-hmm. one to another. So what has made that change? Women are getting educated, and they're realizing. I loved my doctor, but he wasn't even there. Mm. Or he came in at the very last moment just to catch the baby. Uh-huh. So I, d- I don't, I don't have someone holding my hand like I thought I would. Right. Um, or the doctor wasn't even there. You got the doctor that was on call in the group. Right. Um, so they feel a little cheated in that regard. In addition, they are feeling like not a person. The dignity is a little stripped when you get into the hospital. You know, who wants to be in a gown that opens in the back Mm -hmm. and, you know, barely ties and um, everything is just exposed. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, your labor nurse is fabulous. I was trained in always respecting their privacy and always keeping the curtain closed, but they're only one person and there's no one else to do that. Hence doula. Yeah. I mean, that's part of what I do, making sure I'm maintaining her dignity. Sure. Let let me ask this question, which I think everyone wants to know. Why the stupid gowns? (laughs) Like, really? Yeah. That's a great question. I mean, like, like, it's it's the butt of every hospital sitcom joke. No pun intended. Yes. Yes. No, there, there was a... Huge pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huge hairy pun intended. <laughs> Why? Why do they do that? We want easy access. So the big deal is the shoulders have to have the snaps so they can fold off and we can get it off quickly uh-huh. in an emergency if we need to do CPR and actually put the pads on you. Okay. okay. So that's basic. Um, for a mom in labor, it, especially a low-risk mom, she, we hope she's up and moving around before she gets epidural. We don't want her laying in the bed, just succumbing to the pain. We want her active and moving about. It makes labor go faster. So th- the idea is we need access, but do we have to have access 24-7? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage my moms, bring your panties, wear them. Bring them. Um, we're also advocating for moms to use adult depends because they're just so much more absorbent. You don't mm-hmm. have to wear the the yucky net panties that the nurse at the hospital gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, they are stretchy, but they don't hold the pad in place very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those depends work really, really well, and they're disposable. It works. It's easy. It gives moms some dignity. Yeah, yeah. Um, it and. In addition, we encourage our moms to buy their own hospital gowns, mm. and the nurses will somehow treat the patient with more dignity. Really? It, mm. It's it's a subconscious thing. It just happens, mm. and it becomes a conversation piece. Oh, I love your gown. Where'd you get this? Mm. Oh, I don't know if you can keep this gown on because we have to be able to get it off quickly if we need to, and then I instruct the client. Make sure you let them know it comes off on the shoulders just like theirs does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it opens in the back for the epidural if you need it. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, wow, where'd you get this gown? <laughs> so it becomes this, you know, really um, girly talk. Yeah. yeah. yeah and it, it really lowers the anxiety in the room. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you can get back to clothing, 
then you know it's, you get first of all especially I mean, in front of strangers exactly it gets your i mean that's a very opening topic yes. right that's yes. something hey where'd you get that yes. that's a very girl thing to talk about it is. woman thing to talk about it is and kevin so, acting yeah. like he understands women again exactly <laughs> it's nothing hey, but trouble man i talk about clothes all the time. <laughs> uh, but i do want to i want to i want to circle back just briefly and yes. i want to i don't want to hang out on this but um you mentioned the, this the whole the whole idea of they realize that their doctor's there just to catch the baby. Right. Well, like I I, I remember very specifically we had both of our kids with the same doctor mm-hmm. at the same hospital, mm-hmm. and the doctor office was right next door. I mean, like with the, it's in the same facility. Sure. But you know, just across the parking lot, so to speak. And I we we were told anytime we went to the doctor that. If uh, she gets called, she's got to leave. And we, it may take longer than expected, but she would be back in a few minutes. And that typically is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. hey, she's two minutes away. Get here now. Right. The doctor walks over, delivers the baby, and literally goes back and starts doing clinic, uh, hours. <laughs> clinic hours again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that you're right. That definitely – it's one of those things that I honestly – I saw it from a different perspective than what you're kind of throwing it out there. My perspective was, I'm so glad our doctor is so close mm-hmm. so that she can get over here so quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and now that you're saying it, I'm going, oh, yeah, she wasn't there very much. Nope. <laughs> the the nope. delivery nurses yes. were really the ones that are offering all of the emotional support, yes. all of the, yes. you know, the care. Yes. And that, those sorts of things. Yes. But yes. they're under the direction of the doctor. Only, Correct. Only in theory, really. I um, mean, if they had to fall back on something, I'm sure that's where that goes. But um, I mean, literally, the nurses in the hospital mm-hmm. are the doctor's eyes and ears. Yeah. So they bega- began a trust relationship when the nurse was first trained. As to when this doctor likes to be called, they like to be called sooner than later. Mm. Some like to be called at the very last minute. Yeah. Some need uh, a little more time to, because their office is not on campus sure. like that. So you kind of, it's this dance. It's this and delicate dance. And I'm sure that dance. there are some patients who require more than others, you know, possibly. For the most part, if it's daytime, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and you go into labor in the middle of the night... You arrive at the hospital, they will admit you, determine whether you need to be admitted or not in the maternal assessment area or what we call triage. Then that is a labor delivery trained nurse. And she is kind of like the ER of OB. And then she will make a decision. Yes, this I need to call the doctor, let them know she's admittable and what room we're going to. The doctor will come by before clinic hours start make an appearance, maybe examine her, maybe look at the, the monitoring strip and, uh, okay, I'll be back at lunch mm-hmm. or, you know, start this medication and I'll be back at two or whatever. Yeah. And then they come back after clinic hours and depending on their role in their group, if they're in a group, whether they're going to be on call after hours. Okay. So if they're not, then they'll come by after clinic hours and say, I'm not the doctor on call today. It'll be my partner. Um, the nurse knows how to get a hold of them. They're in, when the doctor's on call, they have to be in the building mm-hmm. for that 24 hours. Okay. So that does give some comfort. Um, but if it's a doctor you've never met, <laughs> you know. Then, yeah, then that's different too. Correct. But I must say, if a doctor's trained properly, then yes, anybody can catch your baby. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so I, that was a really good answer. Um, 
But I, I guess the thing that we really want to know. So what do you do? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We've I'm ragged so on all these other people yes. now. I'm so glad you asked. So once again, it's Greek. The word doula is Greek, and it means uh, with woman. So that's what we are. We're with her okay. every step of the way. So um, I, when we interview with clients, we give one-hour consultations free uh, for clients that are interested in our services. With COVID, everything's um via Zoom. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was always in person. We met at coffee shops at our office. We have an office in Shenandoah um, and sometimes in their home. Um, but with COVID, we're doing everything online now. But um, they, they ask that. And I say, well, I mean, my partner doesn't really like me saying this, but I say it anyway. We're like her mother mm. without the baggage. And Priscilla's like, Christina, not everybody likes their mother. I'm like, but they're going to love us. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We don't they're, have any emotional tie. They're going to wish they if had a mother like us. Yes, if their mother exactly. was awesome, then exactly. they would be just like us. And, yeah. and I will say the dads, once we're in the room and actually working and he feels the anxiety in himself go down mm -hmm. and he sees his wife calm and in control it's not it's not like the movies, the screaming, you know, arching your back, hitting the husband that can happen. But if we're in the room, we're calming it. Mm. Low lights. We bring our own music. We use essential oils. We're using massage on her. We run 12 hour shifts. So whoever is it's just my partner and I, whoever shows up first is there for the first 12 hours. If your labor goes longer, you get a fresh doula, mm. just like you would get a fresh nurse after 12 hours. Okay. So we've only had to do that a couple of times. We're pretty good at timing it about, you know, when we need to be there. Um, the, the, the thing that women and men don't know is that first time moms take 24 hours sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's anywhere from 17 to 24. That's normal. Hmm. So we want to time it in such that we're there when it's hard. Right. We don't want to be there so early. So our job is to calm the room. That's our job. Massage her, make her feel empowered, give her verbal affirmation. You can do this. Your body was made to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to help you remind you of that. Mm -hmm. If dad needs a break, he gets a break because I'm here. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I don't go to the cafeteria to eat. I'm right here. Yeah. I, I have nuts in my bag. I'm eating here. Yeah. Um, I'll use her bathroom. I don't step out to the bathroom. I'm right here. Some dads do need the sleep because they've already done this with mom for 10 hours. Right. They did this all night. I show up in the morning. So that's what we do. We are there to empower her and make her feel comfortable. If the, I've had some one mom actually say, can we get some light in here? Open the gardens. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted light in the hospital room. No problem. I can, I can accommodate anything she needs. Mm -hmm. um, she typically will be very endearing to me and say, Christina, that hurts. Don't do that. Okay. And then the dad says, I want to do it. Okay. Let me show you. I show him what to do. Hip squeezes or massaging her back in a certain way, counter pressure, helping with inversions, all these comfort things that we help her with. As soon as he does it, she's like, oh, no, I like Christina better. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, 
oh, and I said, don't take it personal. It's that we are connecting now. That's why. She feels connected. She doesn't feel alone. She doesn't feel overwhelmed. That's why she wants me. It's not that my arms are stronger because dad is way stronger. (laughs) And there are times my arms need a break. And I'll say, I'm going to let your husband do this while I step out to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So we really do encourage dad, but it's up to his comfort level and hers. Sure. Okay. Great. So are are you guys I mean when when you when you say that you're there with her are you guys primarily doing home births? Are you guys doing in hospital? What 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 are you guys? We are eighty percent in the hospital. In the hospital. In the hospital. Okay. And I will tell you, I think that's where clients need us. Mm-hmm. They need us to explain the procedures. They need us to help them navigate their choices. Yeah. Um, they need reminders because they can. I have a great childbirth class. It's not eight and ten weeks long. You know, you go every week. You have to do all these exercises. It's one day, four hours. Mm-hmm. It's a PowerPoint presentation. I do give you the list of things that you have to do. You have to find a pediatrician. You have to find a playlist. Although there's a good one on Spotify, I must say. It's called Labor. It's very good. I like dancing to it. It's very good. I was listening to that this morning. I didn't know that's what it was. I thought it was you you listen to this while you work. This is Labor. It's, it's a really good uh, genre of music. It really is. It's very eclectic. And then um, you have to read the books. I encourage meditation. So if mom is not familiar with meditation, I will highly encourage her and send her places to go that are for free on YouTube to learn to meditate meditate. A lot of what's happening in labor is natural. This is the natural way we expel a baby. But the coping mechanism happens right here Mm -hmm. between the ears. You know, that's interesting because my wife told me just the other day, she, I don't remember exactly what we're talking about, but so, so we induced with our first, um, and, my, you have to know my wife. She's very, very, she's a planner. She's got to ha- have everything kind of planned out. And mm-hmm. uh, my daughter was born in August, in the middle of August, and it was right before school was about to start. She's a teacher. And so she was, sure. she just was, you know, had all these thoughts in her head. And so um, we induced. Well, our second one uh, came on his own early um, and uh, just about two weeks early. Nothing, nothing crazy. Right. And, she told me just the other day for the first time ever, she was like, I wish I didn't induce for the first one. And I was like, why? And she said, it just was, it was just a much better experience with not having all the pressure of having to do things on a timeline. It just kind of happened. And it was, yes. so for her, there was, a, there was more pressure yes. in one over the other. Yes. And you, I mean, as a first time mom, you don't know those things. You don't know and, that and unless you're in my class. You said, well, we were not in your class. <laughs> no, you aren't. So. so that's that's one of the topics I talk about. Yeah. So we, I start off my class with an, a basic anatomy and physiology just to make sure everyone's on the same page. And <laughs> dad really enjoys that because it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you ovulated on one side of a fallopian tube one month and the next month is the next tube and you can still have babies if you only have one and this Mm -hmm. is why so I show everything very anatomical make sure everyone's on the same page and then we go into the stages of labor and then we go into kinds of labor and one of the kinds of labor is called induction Mm -hmm. what does that mean it's an artificial starting of labor why 
I'm I'm for it if there's a medical reason. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not for it if it's for, for convenience. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to dog your wife. No, 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 but, no. I mean uh, that was because I think she would. I think she would absolutely say, yes. I wish we didn't yes. do that. Yes. You know? It makes everything harder. Yeah. Everything. Mm. So your body automatically releases oxytocin in our body to start labor. That's a natural process. Plus, when the water breaks, it releases hormones around the cervix and it helps makes the cervix open, mm-hmm. encouraging dilation. That's all great. But now we're giving it to you artificially in an IV. Right. It's going to be 10 times harder mm-hmm. and probably longer. Yeah. Is there a reason that it makes it harder? Well, it's artificially induced, so the medication starts at a two mm-hmm. uh, micro uh, units, and it goes up every 15 minutes by increments of two, so we can go up to 24. Okay. So it's a gradual increase, but the purpose is to make the contraction stronger, longer, and more effective. The only way to do that is to keep going up. Mm-hmm. So mom goes from... I'm cramping, like maybe I'm on my period. It doesn't feel terrible. It, they come in waves. It's a come and go kind of pain. But then when the Pitocin starts, it's an artificial starting of contractions. Mm-hmm. It makes your body respond more intensely. And we want them closer together and stronger. Mm-hmm. Mom goes, wait a minute. We're an hour into this. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think I need the epidural. Yeah. Because it is, I've only seen two moms go through an induction with Pitocin and not get an epidural. Wow. It, it's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a game changer. Mm-hmm. If you have to be induced and you use Pitocin, you probably are going to need an epidural. Yeah. Well, and let, let me ask you this, cause this is, this is something we actually experienced. Uh, and I think it was with our, our second one. Is there, is there any reason that they would, and, and when I, when I say they, I mean people in the hospital mm-hmm. would push Pitocin. On, on, a, on an expecting mom. There are many reasons. Well, I mean, like... One of which is induction. We're starting from ground zero. Right. Another one is labor stalls. Uh-huh. So she's been in labor 12 hours. Uh, she's stuck at seven centimeters for four hours. So if you don't make progress every two hours, mm-hmm. they need to do an intervention. Okay. To make sure things are still moving along. And, I mean, let's be honest. Why? Mm-hmm. Let's ask that question. Yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah. Why? Why? Why, why yeah. do Why do we need to move it along? Mm-hmm. Because you're taking up a bed. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's that's what I was. You're taking up a bed. Yeah. So just like sitting at a restaurant too long, mm-hmm. you're taking up a bed. Yeah. Um, which I understand. It's a business. Sure. I I do understand that. But in addition to that, we run the risk of mom getting a fever if she got an epidural for longer than twelve hours. Mm-hmm. That's why they take your temperature every four mm. to make sure you don't have fever. We don't need baby cooking higher than 98.6. Right. Mm. So that would be an indication for a C-section. Fever indicates infection. So there are reasons we need to start Pitocin. We've stalled. We've tried everything. We're not moving along. Yeah. Um, we're, we're coming up on this 12-hour mark that her water's been broke. Increased risk for infection. We're running on the 12-hour mark of having an epidural, running on the increased risk of infection, and getting a fever. Yeah. So there are reasons. And, and so you you can sort of be the level head in the room and be yes. like, like, look, labor hasn't stalled for two hours. There's no reason to put Pitocin in this system. Correct. You don't I – mean, because let me tell from our like our experience, it, it was like – 
girl, you got to put Pitocin in you. I mean, like that was the message we were getting. It's like, you got to do this. Yes. And it's like, well, the nurse is telling us this. Yes. Well, okay. Are you telling me that because it's in my best interest or because you need this bed? Yes. We don't know. I mean, yes. she could have had the best intentions in the world. Yes. Or <laughs> she could have been getting pressure from somebody else to Correct. get this girl out of here. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, and, and let me also say this. That was the same situation in which the, uh, we, like you said, if you get Pitocin, you're going to get an epidural. And those are not 100%. Correct. <laughs> and I teach that in my class as well. There are pros and cons to every intervention there is out there. There's pros and cons to having your baby at home. There's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure as your doula mm-hmm. and as your advocate, as your educator, our main thing is to help you through these transitions. Yeah. That's our job. And if we're not honest and lay it out on the table so that you can pick your cards, mm-hmm. we're not doing our job. So I like to tell people we're like putting a very big jigsaw puzzle together. We mm-hmm. know what the front looks like. We know what the end result we want. We want a healthy mom, healthy baby. Right. We want mom to be in the most um, serene environment. You know, we don't want her out of control, screaming. There's a time to moan. There's a time to be loud. But we don't need to do that when you're two centimeters. Mm-hmm. We need to calm the room down. So this is a marathon. Um, sometimes we need X number of pieces to start with. And then later we no longer need those. Sometimes we need lots of pieces on the table Initially, yeah, um, maybe maybe the mom has. Uh, we had one client who had uh, her baby had spina bifida, which the mm. portion of the spine is not closed. Mm-hmm. She had an interuterine surgery. Mm. So while she was still pregnant, they did surgery on her. Yeah, it's very innovative. I mean, the way the thing yep. things have uh, come around, it's really amazing. Well, she was high risk. Mm-hmm. They did not want her to have pitocin. Mm. They wanted her to go into labor on her own. But she needed to find natural ways to do that because they did not want to start Pitocin mm-hmm. because her uterus has already been injected or, or this, the muscles have already been separated mm-hmm. by a laparoscopic surgery. Mm-hmm. So they were very concerned with that. So, wow. um, you know, in that instance, we don't want Pitocin, but we really need to start this naturally. They highly encourage her to get an epidural. And I see why. I see why. So every intervention has its place. It's about when you put that puzzle piece in, yeah. when you need to take it out. So uh, a question that that interests me is, do you feel like there's a certain type of person that um, a doula is more suited for than another type of person? And to, to, to kind of give you what I'm thinking in my head is, um, there are certain people that I think just anxiety is 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 high in them yes. to begin with. Yes. And 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 let's be honest. I mean, there, there's very few things that are more anxiety ridden than your body doing something it's never done before. Yes. And you having to push a baby through yes. something that you think you can't do. Right. Correct. So there's that. Um, there's also people that are like high researchers. Yes. Like they research everything. They know everything. You know, you, they have the answer that you're trying to give them already. Yes. And maybe they have less anxiety or maybe they just, they, they feel like they know more. So but that's how they deal with their they, anxiety. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> True. Um, so I, and I don't know, those are just two extremes that I kind of think of in my head. Um, so do you think that there's a certain type of person that could utilize the services of a doula 
more so than than somebody else. I think everyone can use a doula. Okay. Now, a mom who has already got three kids, by that time, your labors are pretty quick. Sure. Um, so our services aren't as needed what, because what, you're not in labor so long. I was going to ask real quick. What do you mean by quick? Um, well, normal first time moms, anywhere from 17 hours to 24 hours, right. sometimes longer. So a second time mom, if she was in labor for 24 hours, it's going to be cut in half second time around. Okay. And then subsequently it's going to go faster and faster. Okay. So, you know, somebody who has five kids four at home already pregnant with the fifth, she might have a two hour labor. Okay. Yeah. I mean, does she really need us? I mean, it's hard and heavy and very intense. Yeah, but by the time I'm driving to her, you yeah. know, we're already heading to the hospital. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she she's not uh, it, she doesn't not understand what's happening. Correct. She's done this Correct. three times before, Correct. four times before. Correct. She's been to the show. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Not her first rodeo. That's right. It's not. Um, I will tell you, the first time moms that are very research oriented are very good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they stimulate us and we like it. Mm-hmm. We don't. Um, uh, we don't say any questions stupid. So please ask us anything we want to answer. Um, you know, we've had clients call us crying. My husband just doesn't understand. And I'm just crying all the time. I don't know what to do. So we got on a zoom call and we became her mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, have you had it? Have you had a chance to be husband and wife? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously some disconnect what's going on and yes, he's working a lot. Yeah, okay. Well then let's hire a babysitter for the other kid and y'all need to have a date night and things like that. So we, we can be that shoulder yeah. and that re, house of reason, it, which is great. We love it. Um, but then I really do like the clients that do have a lot of questions. My doctor said this or my midwife said this. I'm really on the fence about it. What are my alternatives? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. You know, I love that client. I will tell you our best clients are yogas, yoga instructors, yoga participants. Okay. They are yogis are the best hmm. because they already know how to self soothe. Mm. They already know how to bring their heart rate down, what it means to go internal mm. and breathe. I teach that in my class on where to go. I don't teach meditation, but I teach where you need to go to learn it. Um, we also advocate for hypnobirthing as well. We don't mm. teach that, but we give you the resource to go teach yourself. It may work beautifully for the first 10 hours of labor, and then after that, it's not working anymore. Mm. So what we like to tell people is you got to have a lot of tools in your tool bag. I'm going to teach you what you need to practice so that you can use it easily, readily, mm-hmm. just like a bodybuilder just can't go and pick up 200 pounds. He's got to build up to that. Mm-hmm. He's got to practice. So you have to practice the meditation. You have to practice the comfort measures we tell you to do. Otherwise, it's not going to help. I can get there and I can do it all for you, but it's better if you've got some experience with it. So we like to teach our class in the third trimester, not too soon in the pregnancy that you forget by the time you're in labor and not too late that if the baby mm. comes early, you, you're not educated. Yeah. Um, we also are both certified. Priscilla and I are both certified to teach breastfeeding education. So that's part of my class. It's only like maybe 20 minutes worth. Uh, it's basically about position and how good milk is. But um, the main teaching happens when you actually deliver. So after you've had the baby, 
we stay with you for two hours. Okay. So we are helping once the bed, especially in the hospital, the stirrups are put down, the legs are put down, a new gown, new sheet, everything's nice and clean. And baby uh, up to that point is on skin to skin. It's perfect. Um, then we lower their lights and we say, okay, what side would you like to begin with? So if the baby takes 45 minutes to get the first suck, then that's what we're doing. We're waiting. We're getting baby in the right position. It takes a lot of work for baby to even understand what to do. Mm. Their mouth has to be in the right place. Their tummy, their arms, their tongue. It's 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 we have to wait it's until their first they're time ready. Too. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of moms get very worried. Oh my goodness, they're not latching. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pulling away. Let's just wait, or they're sleepy. That's normal. We can wait. So we, that that's another way we're helping mom. Dad would have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And that's okay. But that's what we're here for. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to I have to really censor and censor myself sometimes. <laughs> uh but no, I I uh I think that's wonderful. One one of the things I was thinking as you were talking about all of that is I remember some really awkward conversations that we felt we needed to have with someone questions we needed to ask mm-hmm. that would have been really awkward to ask most people. Mm-hmm. And so to have someone that you can ask a really awkward question to that, you yes. know, first of all, this person's a professional. Yes. They're trained. They know, yes. they know what they're doing. They can yes. answer this question professionally and without it being too awkward. Yes. I can imagine that would be, yes. be really, really helpful. And, and even, and even if it's not necessarily awkward, it could be as simple as, Hey, I'm experiencing this Correct. feeling. Correct. I, I don't, like my doctor's not available, right? But but I can call you, right? You so know? that's how that's how our twenty four hour twenty four seven hour service works. So as soon as a client signs on with us, purchases a package, and makes a down payment, we're theirs. So if you hire us, when you see it positive on the stick, we're yours mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. So um, our phones are always on. Um, somebody's going to answer you between her and I within one minute. Oh, wow. Even at two in the morning. Wow. Our phones don't turn off. Mm -hmm. If she's in a labor or she needs to sleep, we're communicating. Hey, you got the phones. Yeah, I got the phones. Wow. So that's how, that's how we do that. Um, if some, some moms hire us, you know, a week before they're due because they're panicking, they're Mm. unhappy with the answers they're getting. Um, they're being told they need to be induced. And they can't really get a clear answer on it. And so they panic and say, I need to hire a doula. Somebody said, I need to hire a doula. And so we service them and, you know, answer all their questions. Of course, they're not getting the most out of their money because they've hired us at the very end. Right. But we answer everything from um, the ba- I have these uh, pains low front. Uh, they come and go and they're more um, pronounced at the end of the day after I've worked. Well, that's round ligament pain. Mm-hmm. And we know that and we'll tell you how to fix that. You need to wear a belt or you need to get off your feet. Um, also, the great thing about Priscilla is she's a massage therapist by trade. I'm a nurse by trade. She's a massage therapist by trade. Mm. And she, in January um, 2021, she'll be finishing up her professional midwifery school. Okay. Yeah, she'll be ready for the test. So um, it's been a, a great journey for her um, to have, you know, kept going up and up. And I'm thrilled that, that she will be able to add that to our services. Um, but 
So she said, well, you know, try this, try this. And if it doesn't work, let me know in a couple of days. I can come to your house and give you a massage. Mm. It's the best thing ever to have a massage while you're pregnant. (laughs) The best. I would think so. It's the best. I had I had many while we were pregnant. Yes, they were great. Yeah, mine were fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I I think that um that what what you're saying makes makes so much sense because there's very few people that are really qualified. Right. And what I mean by that is is so many people have babies. Yes. But most people don't know why their body's responding the way it is. Correct. And especially first time moms. Um, and I, I would bet you have a lot of repeat clients because we do. you know, it's like, it's <laughs> like the, the first time mom's the one who really needs all of the answers, but yes. the second time mom now has experienced the comfort of yes. having someone with you. So yes. I can yes. see how that would be really great. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I, I just hear a lot of, a lot of, um, pregnant moms who they're, they're nervous. They're yes. scared. They, yes. You know, I, I was talking to someone just recently, and they were like, yeah, I was at the ER again last night. And I'm like, why? And they are like, well, I was experiencing this pain. And I'm like, you go to the ER all the time. Like, yeah. there's probably a better way to do this, yes. you know? And the, yes. the amount of money that you're racking up going to the ER, you could probably ask someone else some yes. of these questions. Yes, yes. You know? so we get all kinds of questions about pain, about um, my feet are swelling, my blood pressure's going up, my doctor's concerned, they're talking induction. Um, I have... Um, fluid leaking out of my boobs. Mm-hmm. What is that? Um, I, I spotted, um, you know, we have natural remedies in order to help start labor if we need to. Most obstetricians don't like to go to 42 weeks pregnant. Um, they, The studies have shown that those placentas, you know, that the sustaining part of the pregnancy is getting older. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it doesn't perfuse as well. But midwives deliver 42-week babies all the time. Okay. Um, so they like to start talking induction. At your due date, if you have not shown any signs of labor, they want to schedule you for the next week. They want you to go to 41. That's it. Um, but so if we hear that from our client, we say, let us know if they start talking to you about that so we can give you natural remedies putting the breast pump on her breast will induce labor really yes interesting having sex with an orgasm for mom mm. and the dad goes all right and she goes <laughs> i don't think so and yeah. i'm like honey you just gotta do it no. you just gotta do it you just got to it'll be the best ever um, <laughs> the semen helps induce labor interesting um, we also have cocktails. Uh, castor oil is the mm. main ingredient, but it does have champagne as well to help relax. That will may give you lots of cramping with no labor. Mm-hmm. It could just rev up things. Right. It could start mm. full throttle. So there are instances in which some moms aren't qualified to have that. Yeah. We do get a lot of moms. Who, it's their second baby. Their first baby was a C-section and they didn't have a doula and they want the experience. Uh-huh. Every mom wants to know, can I do this? Can you do it? Yeah. And that's, we're on a lot of Facebook pages um, for crunchy moms or VBAC friendly. (laughs) And that's the first thing they say, how can I increase my chances of having a vaginal birth after C-section, which is a VBAC? And our first answer is hire a doula. You need the right support. Yeah. Mm. You need to stay home as long as possible. Mm. Mm. In order to do that, you need a qualified person. Sure. Yeah, and, and I think the the big thing, in my opinion, 
is the registered nurse side of that. Like there, there's yes. something very comforting about someone it who, in, in in your case, not just a registered nurse who became a doula, right? But a registered nurse who worked in a hospital, yes, multiple different hospitals even, yes. and then chose to become a doula. So you, yes. you've kind of, you've been on both sides of that. I have. So that kind of leads me into a question: uh, What makes you and your services different? Than any other doula out there, I, I have no idea. If I were, I, mean, I would literally Google doula and right. start looking at starred right. reviews. Right. You know, that's right. the only thing I would know to do. Right, right. I will tell you, a lot of people do look at our certifications. First of all, um, Priscilla's certifications are you know, a mile long. Okay. <laughs> um, she has every certification there is to have out there. She is a uh, what is called a Dona International Certified Doula. So um, anyone can be a doula. You just go through that program and you can be a doula. So essentially, I'm overqualified for this. Okay. Um, but I love it. Sure. <laughs> and, and I'm an entrepreneur. So and what's not to love? Yeah. So that for me, it's a no brainer. But I, I will say that the other the other side of that is I'm a born teacher. And if you don't know what you don't know, you can't make a decision. Mm. So when Priscilla and I found each other, we literally were finishing each other's sentences. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> and you don't find that very often where right. another person believes that wholeheartedly in, in looking out for that person's best interest through education. Mm. You can do what you want. But we're going to make sure you know all the pros and cons. Right. And we're going to support your decision in a non-judgmental way. Right. So, first of all, that's what makes us different. Okay. Secondly, you know, all the credentials that we have together. Um, third is that we are, it's only us two. So, if you hire a single doula who has her business by herself and she can't make it for one reason or another, she does have a backup, but you've never met that person. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, that can be an issue. Uh, running in the same issues, you know, with OBs. Um, the second thing is because you hire both of us, we're on a three-way tech. So we all know what's going on, okay. what's been going on this whole time. It's not like we need to, you know, catch up with you in the middle of labor. We know what happened last week. Yeah. Uh, so that helps as well to keep everyone on the same page, the camaraderie, uh, sending pictures back and forth. You know, we get a lot of baby bump pictures. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. um, the next thing that makes us different is that we can do it all. So not only are we doing birth, we're doing, uh, as a birth doula, we're doing the childbirth education class. I just developed, um, because a client requested it, which is called a fourth trimester class, mm. literally postpartum and infant care. Okay. So I just developed that. Um, that's something a lot of the doulas don't do. Um, we also can provide the breastfeeding support that a lot of doulas cannot do because that's not part of the doula instruction. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's something Priscilla and I did extra. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, we schooled ourselves. We uh, went into a class, a conference called Spinning Babies, and it's around the world. And it's now, just now, making its way into the hospital setting, which I'm really happy. But it's about putting mom in a physiological position in order to get the baby in the right position to help use gravity. Huh. It's not about laying on your back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it's about being on your hands and knees. Oh. Okay. Sometimes with your butt in the air. <laughs> so, you know, when your kids, they, they pop their butt up and their yeah. chest is down. 
it goes against your thought about gravity, but that's what helps get the baby in the right position. Okay. Okay. So it's really kind of unique. So she and I did that. Not every doula is qualified to do that. We did that a couple of years ago. The next thing that makes us different is we do a procedure called placenta encapsulation, and it's okay. A, a I was I was going to ask you about this. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. You, when 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 you and I were conversing on 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 Messenger yes. about this, I was like, I have to ask her about this. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I've heard about this. I'm glad you've heard of it. I didn't think it was like a th- is, is, look, look, before you even say what it is. Yes. I have to know: is this a growing trend? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. I, like just just it's for, amazing. For, I, I I I for everyone like I find it disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um. Oh oh we Craig and I discussed this offline like three weeks ago because he mentioned it to me and I. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> so. And, and I'm, and I'm kind of glad you did. Okay. Because you're guys, and you should. <laughs> so anyway, carry on. Let, okay. let everyone know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So not every doula does that either. So placenta capsulation means we take the placenta for processing, put it in capsules for human ingestion. And we're meaning mom, okay? Right. Nobody else. Um, we're not passing it around. So it is an ancient Chinese tradition that they take the placenta and they put it in smoothies. They add it to their stew meat. We don't do that. Uh-huh. So we go by the CDC guidelines that it has to be boiled for 20 minutes. If it's boiled any less time, it can let viruses and bacteria pass through because mm-hmm. the placenta is like a liver. It's a temporary liver of the body. It's okay. a filter. That's it's what it's supposed to do. Okay. Just a side note. Very, very few babies are very ill with COVID, even if mom is positive because the placenta did its job. Oh, that's there really, you go. It's a great thing. Way to go, placenta. Yes. Yeah. Great thing. Love that organ. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's the first thing it does. So we have to boil it. So if we boil it any longer than 20 minutes, then it's going to lose its efficacy. Mm-hmm. So we boil it and we do that in our office. We don't do it at home. Some doulas do it at home. Some doulas hire a third party to do it. Sure. We do it. So when we're there at your birth, we take the placenta with us. So one more thing we do that others don't do. Um, we It's a 12-hour process. So it has to be cleaned. We cut off the edges of the sack. We cut the cord at the base of the placenta. And then we boil it. Once it, it, it swells up like a big round roast. Uh, it gets really fat. And it, it's, it's a gray-brownish color. Then we cut it in pieces and mm-hmm. put it in a dehydrator like jerky. That process happens for 12 hours. So this this is all something that you do. Yes. That's crazy. With our hands. That's yes. insane. Yes. That, yes. Mm. I, Kevin, yeah, do you I want just, us to uh, dehydrate no, some well, uh, placenta? I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say our, our placenta was uh, Disposed discarded of. I know, at I the know. hospital. Medical waste. I know. Okay. Medical waste. Let, let me finish, men. Okay. Let me finish before I gross you all out. So um, we put those strips of jerky, so to speak, in a grinder. It comes up to a powder, and uh-huh. then we put it in refillable capsules. So like the, the the ones that like you can take like an aspirin or correct okay correct and then we deliver those to her seven days after she has the baby we make a postpartum home visit mm-hmm. and we talk about breastfeeding how's it going if she bought a package with a massage then she'll get a massage in her home yeah and the pills delivered so you don't take the the mom does not take the pills until the milk has come in and that can take up to seven days a lot of moms don't know that they think the milk comes in the day one it doesn't. Right. 
three to five, upwards of seven. Yeah. So remind me, there's there's a name for the for the what stuff comes before. Yeah, what's wrong? That's what it yes, is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very high dense nutrition. It's very good. Right. So um, so educate us real quick. What is the benefit? Yes. Of the placenta. I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> there is a lot of research. Me too. <laughs> there. Are, Chinese tradition, right? Yes. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Communi- communist babies. It's not enough. I'm with you. It's not enough. So. <laughs> Some people do call us just to do that. Really? Yes. They're in labor and typically a family member calls. We forgot to ask who does doula and ca- uh, placenta encapsulation. Can you come get it? She's pushing now. And we're like, mm, yeah, we have availability. We'll l- go get it. L- let me ask you real quick. If, if you don't mind sharing. Go right ahead. What, what does it typically cost to get your placenta processed like that? If you are already a client of ours, it's uh-huh. $250. Uh-huh. If you're not, it's $350. Double it. Really? <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> really? Kev, would you do it for that much, Kev? Would I? Yeah. I mean, that that really seems inexpensive. It, it is very inexpensive. I mean, it is for, for. I mean, for what? Okay. You first of all, you said it takes you a twelve-hour process. Yes. For you personally, yes. That's after you have handled this thing from the hospital yes. to your office. Yes. Then you're taking it personally to the client. Yes. To, for for two hundred fifty bucks. Yes. Let yeah. me tell you, I some of these crunchy moms are my clients. <laughs> They'll pay it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Happily. Right. Yay. Yeah. Yay. All right, so back to the Sorry, the, benefits. the benefits. The benefits. The benefits, yeah. Okay, so there's lots of research on whether, you know, what is exactly in there. First of all, you've lost a lot of blood. Mom's lost a lot of blood. We've uprooted the tree. So now we're left with a divot inside the uterus. Okay, uh-huh. so now it's bleeding. Um, so she's going to bleed for six to eight weeks postpartum. That's normal. Um, what ends up happening is she gets tired, not only because of the blood loss, the red blood cell loss, and her body's having to make up for it, and she's forming a scab inside her uterus, but she's also decreasing in her sleep cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> she's not sleeping eight hours like yep, she was before. Yep, yep, so, not just her. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, we can't give you the pills. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that comment. I'm going right to go ahead now. and show you how much sympathy <laughs> yeah, everyone right. on the internet has for zero, you right now. Zero, that's correct. Zero, <laughs> zero. You know what made that baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so it gives her iron. And it's an iron supplementation. It's great. And it's her own. So her body made it. It's kind of amazing. Mm. The second thing it gives, and this is researched. I give a website to all my clients in my class. It's called evidencebasedbirth.com. has everything on there, even a COVID tab. And it's very educational. It's all based in science, all based in numbers. And there's only two studies that are reputable about the placenta capsulation, what exactly does. They went in looking, one was in 2016 and one was in 2017, and they went in looking for 17 specific hormones. They found 15. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, there we have it. So we are assuming that's going to help with postpartum depression. Mm, interesting. We're, we're replacing all those hormones. Yeah. The other thing uh, it helps is milk production. Oh, Interesting. So if you get it, if you get the service and then you get grossed out by seeing them on the counter, don't take them. Right. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to force you to take them. Right. Um, we, take this pill right now. <laughs> right. We also um, service in that same vein. Um, we'll take one piece of the placenta 
and not dehydrate it. Put it in high-grade alcohol for 30 days and then deliver it to her later, and it becomes a tincture. The what? So, a tincture. I don't know what that is. So it's a liquid form of medication. Okay. And you put it under your tongue, but it, you wouldn't start that process until mom is in menopause. Interesting. You save it until she is in menopause. Well, how do you, wait, how wait, do wait. you so like, save that for, I it, mean, we're talking like 20 years maybe? Yes, sir. In the fridge? Yes. In the, Like next to the eggs? Why, well, now, in the back. Oh, okay. so <laughs> I, I, By the ketchup. <laughs> I, I have to ask, why, why would you take that during menopause? Hormone replacement. Really? Yes. So it'll make it what? Less hot flashes. Okay. Less irritability. Uh. Less pain during intercourse. Oh, we really screwed up. We should have kept that stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can have another, you know. You can always have another baby, but Kevin. No, we cannot. I promise you. <laughs> we cannot. You're broken? Darn. I'm, I have been broken. Darn. <laughs> yes. Someone has cut me up and broken me. So... <laughs> I, I hear you. I've been cut myself. Yeah, yeah I'm broken as well. <laughs> but if I could, I would certainly do the placenta capsulation. Yeah. I, I know this sounds kind of mm-hmm. gross, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm far from a country girl, but we are in the country. Yeah. Right? Yes. We're in Montgomery. Yeah, oh yeah. This is what animals do. They eat the placenta. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Why? Obviously, for reasons beyond our understanding that we are starting to now understand. Yeah, that birth, so, birth is a natural process. Th- this is this is actually an interesting topic for me like because I I pay attention to a lot of what animals do. I'm I'm a big animal person. I I love working with animals all these kinds of things. and and one of the things uh, because you bring up an interesting topic, why do animals eat the placenta? The, the, the same reason I asked the question like why when dogs feel ill eat grass. Mhm. And and one of the things that's odd about grass is like an odd vitamin that's in grass, which I think is B17. And I think it's available in grass and almond seeds. It's I like, didn't know that. Or and I think it's almond seeds, peach seeds, and grass. It's like the only three places it's available in the world. Okay. And so like when they feel ill, they can't get peach seeds and almond and, and um, not, not almond seeds. What did I say? Peach. Peach and. You, you did s- say almond. You said I, almonds. I, it's not almonds. It's another one. Then Apricot. I, it's apricot seeds, that's what oh, it is. Or okay. apricot, whichever. Yeah. Apricot. That, you guys are both wrong. <laughs> Aren't you from Texas, dude? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Let's forget. <laughs> one thing, one thing I Florida. did not tell you, I homeschooled all of my kids all the way through. Okay. There you go. So it's apricot. <laughs> Just saying. And it is Ryobi. <laughs> the first vowel speaks, the second one is quiet. There you go. There you go. So anyway, like it's 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 a, it's a rare vitamin and like that's the only time dogs will eat grass is when they feel like they have a stomach ache. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't um, have Pepto-Bismol. Right. Nope. So that but that's what they'll go to. Um so anyway. Um and and so with with what you're talking about, I'm kind of curious like there's a lot of people that talk about how the American diet has gone down in the consumption of organ meat. Um, and I, I'm curious if like, you know, could, could I, you know, potentially just make my wife liver and onions and it have similar effects? I think you should do a study on it. Yeah, so, I should do it. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, well, tell, I, mean, like I the, love that answer. I love that answer. Yeah, no, that's because, a great answer. Because, you know, I, you, you have an opinion, but... Rather than forcing that opinion, I really like that answer. Thank you. I really, really like that answer. Thank you. Yeah. 
I mean, because I mean, eating, it's a great question. Yeah. I mean, because eating eating liver is a source of iron. It's a it high is. source of iron. It is. It is. And it's, most people don't eat it anymore. It's nope. true, but it's not going to have the hormones. Right. It's not going to have the same hormones for Correct. sure. Or is it going to have your hormones, which Correct. I think that's something Correct. that like, I, 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 I'll just be honest. I mean, it's pretty disgusting. That being said, <laughs> I know. I, I'm just going to put it out there. No, right? yeah, I know. No, I'm I'm that, that being said, I mean, you, I'm open to arguments that make sense, right? Me too. Me too. And that, wh- whether I think it's disgusting or not, whenever you tell me that there's 15 hormones that they found in it, and they were looking for that, 17, that they were looking for, yeah, <laughs> that that to me is that something to at least consider. Correct. Um and. For two hundred fifty bucks, I mean oh, that's nothing, <laughs> right? <laughs> nothing. Right. I mean the medication right. alone, right. That I'm gonna take for something else yeah. is probably gonna cost that much. Correct. All right. So and I, the I, tincture's cheaper than getting on hormone replacement in menopause. So do you yeah. do you get both for the same price? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Yes. So I, I all right. So I have to ask: Is there anybody that consumes it in non? Capsule form. Non-processed. Fresh. <laughs> yes. Fresh. Yes. 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 So we have had several clients, you know, I mean, Houston's a melting pot. Okay? Right. Yeah. So, and we service the Houston greater area. So we go all the way to uh, Huntsville, Bryan College Station, all the way into Houston. We've got, we've had several deliveries in Beaumont. We well, go, and, and Houston we go is, is ethnically diverse it is extremely it is. ethnically diverse. well like so like, we've had this lots. is actually something that comes up quite a bit i mean like houston is considered one of the most like diverse yeah. cities in the, in the world, world. It is. Yep. it's a beautiful melting pot yeah so i've had women uh interview with us asking about placenta capsulation and our doula services from russia mm. from china mm. from peru they they want the service of the placenta capsulation. They yeah. see our website and go, wow, you do it all. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we wow. do. Well, and, I could, and to have somebody that you trust that's Correct. with you through the whole process that's also going to do that for you. Correct. I mean, like that's Correct. that's just, I, mean, I, I would imagine that alone is sort of like a massage. It is. It is. <laughs> it it's de- decreases all that anxiety. Yeah. The last thing that makes us different from other doulas, and some doulas just do that, is called a postpartum doula. They come in and they help you in those first few weeks, the baby's birth, um, navigate the whole being without sleep, mm-hmm. bathing, other children, that kind of thing. So we do service that as well. And um, I just just now got used to sleeping in my own bed for the past yeah. two nights because I was working nights for a new mom. Okay. Oh, wow. So she had a C-section, an unexpected C-section. She was not one of our clients. And uh, she just looked up uh, doula care. Actually, she wanted massages in pregnancy. That's how she found Priscilla. And she said, um, I think I'm going to need help at home. She's from India, and mm. her family can't come here to mm. help. Neither in-laws. Nobody can help. Wow. So she's like, I think I'm going to need help. And then she got worried about having a C-section. Who's going to help? me. My husband can only do so much. He needs to sleep too. So she said, well, um, my partner can probably help you. And she goes, oh, I want night help. She goes, yeah, my partner can probably do it. As long as we don't have a birth, we can help you. So uh, she hired me for five nights in a row and um, I got the baby on a great schedule Mm. and taught her how to breastfeed. She said, I was in the hospital for four days and saw all the lactation consultants every single day, all the nurses telling me a different way to feed. 
and you do it in five seconds, Christina. What is your secret? <laughs> and I said, I've been doing this all the very I'm good. long time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this real long time. Experience. That's yes. my secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I will tell you, especially doing what I do professionally, like I, I often have said to people, it's it's amazing to me how like you have a baby and then they're like, here you go. Right. It's, you know, see you they next trust time. You. And, and, and I'll tell you, like, I, I'll, so our first, our first child, my daughter, um, she, she was jaundice. And so we had to stay in the, in the hospital one extra night. And I was thanking God for an extra night <laughs> in a hospital. That you weren't. That I wasn't having to go home and do this on my own, <laughs> right? Because right. I have no idea right. what I'm doing. Right. I mean, this, now the second baby, I was like, "Get me out sure. of here!" Sure. You know, I know exactly. Sure. I know sure. what to do now. But sure. the first one, sure, I'm telling you, it was it was such a shock to the system. I mean, there's yes. no manual. There's not for this baby, and every baby performs different once yes. they get home, and they yes. the way they the way they react to life. I mean, is is different for every single child. It's true, and so. I, I can see huge benefit in having someone who knows what they're doing, a nurse, yeah, come home, yes, and help me navigate the first few nights and and just yes. kind of, yes, kind of go look. You can do this. Here's right. how you do that. Right. I mean, even put even, this pillow here. Yeah. put a pillow back right. here. Dad, you go to sleep. I got her. You know, so I have a timer. I know how long the baby's been feeding. I know when the baby had a diaper change. I know when the baby's due to eat again. Uh, I know how to wake a sleeping baby who's not interested in eating. Mm -hmm. I know how to mm. take a baby off the breast. You don't just pull the baby off. They take the nipple with them. So mm. there's a certain <laughs> way to do it. So I know all of these things. Yeah. So nighttime, we do nighttime um, doula work. It's, it's We call it short-term nanny care. Okay. Um, so we, we, do, we do offer nighttime, but it's based on if we have a birth or not. We only take two of those clients a month. Mm. Um, we do daytime doula work. And of course, we can't show up if there's a birth. Um, but daytime includes light housework and meal prep. Okay. So some moms hire us just to do that because they've got a brood of children. Yeah. And, you know, they've already had four kids. This is baby number five. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I want time with the baby. Can you take care of those? Yes, I sure can. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. you know, that doesn't bother me. I have four of my own kids and the youngest is 17. So they've all survived. Yes, they have. There you go. And they're thriving. Actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Got, got them all in college. Good hey. for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So when, when, when Craig said that, um, Hey, I've, I've got this person coming for the show tonight. Um, it, one of the things we talked about uh, that's just kind of ironic in, in this time, uh -huh. I'm going to go time, time, this time, <laughs> time, is, uh, <laughs> is that it's about that opportunity, you know, a lot of COVID babies. Yeah, I imagine yeah. your phone's happening, about to start blowing up. Happening, yes. you know, uh -huh. yes. lots that, that's, of. That's what we're hoping for. Listen, <laughs> you, you lock people in their homes, but leave the liquor stores open. I exactly. Know. This is going to be great for your and business. And Home Depot. Right. <laughs> yes. That's right. It's true. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that um, a lot of clients are very scared to still even initiate a phone call with us mm. because they're worried that they look at the hospital policy and they're not letting mm. the right. support person go in. Oh, okay. So we had to make a pivot. We had to change things, and it's worked out beautifully. It's not our favorite because I'm a touchy person, and so is Priscilla. So it, it's not our favorite, but it works. We've gone to Zoom. Okay. So we labor the mamas at home. We used to charge extra to labor you at home. We normally would 
help navigate you over the phone, either via text or a phone call to remind you of what to do until we meet you at the hospital. We mm-hmm. kind of, we can figure out just by listening to her, how she's reacting to mm-hmm. the pain, how far along she is. Mm. So we don't want to show it too early. We just want to be right in the middle of active labor, four to six centimeters. We can tell that without even doing an exam. So we change things. We start laboring the moms at home earlier. They stay there longer and they show up either at eight centimeters. Some of them want to show up at 10 and start pushing. Wow. And all of those clients have gotten their heart's desire. Mm. It's worked out beautifully. Cool. They're calmer. They're in their own home. They know they have a professional with them. They know we can leave at any time. Yeah. Anytime you feel like out of control, we can, we'll, we'll talk about it when the contraction's over. And so you're doing all that over zoom. No, we do that at home. Okay. And then if we, they go to the hospital and the hospital policy has changed from mm-hmm. the time they signed up with us and we're no longer allowed, then we'll convert to Zoom. Okay. So as long as dad can put the camera in, in a space in which she can hear me and I can see her, we're good. Mm. So dad would be my hands and my, my feet yeah. for me. You know, hey, it's been 30 minutes. We're watching the clock. Dad, can you take her to the bathroom? Unhook the cords, walk her to the bathroom. Yeah. Now walk her back and, you know, do hit some hip squeezes on the ball. We've already been here 45 minutes. Time to change. So I've labored many women sitting in my bed. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Over Zoom. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But our services still apply. Sure. H- have you have you had any moms that had an active case of COVID? No. No. Okay. No. I, I, I've talked to a lot of expecting moms that that's a major... So Well, in like uh, JoJo that we had in the studio not too long ago, who just had her baby. Congratulations, yeah. JoJo. What a beautiful um, baby, too. Yeah. So baby, baby Trumbly. That's right. Um, it, well, I, I remember her telling me that one of her major concerns was like that if she had COVID, she wouldn't, might not be able to take her baby home. Correct. Is is this, that's accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Th- that is the hospital policy. I mean, like but I understand I will, it, but like, it's like, that's insane. That I, that's I, the reality we live in right now. It is the reality, but I will tell you, I will let you decide what part of this makes sense, if at all. Sure. So every hospital that I've delivered in Houston during COVID and currently all the hospitals are open right now, just saying. Right. Um, But they may close down again uh, for us. They will test mom, Mm -hmm. a rapid test when she arrives in the maternal assessment in triage. They will make her wear a mask until the test comes back. When it comes back, if it's negative, she can take her mask off. Mm-hmm. Initially, moms had to labor with that thing on. Oh, my goodness. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful to see. But it comes back negative. Great. Dad has to keep the mask on. So does the doula. The nurses are usually double masked. They don't use the shield as much anymore, but they're double masked. Double masked, yeah. Did I mention dad? Yeah. Dad's not tested for COVID, but they're sending that baby home with dad. Oh. <laughs> I see your face. Uh. I can read your face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just Is that logical? Is I'm that logical? I'm shaking my head, people. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm just shaking my head. Here, let's see. There you are. There, there it is. I'll, I'll continue to. It, that's worth a, an extra shake or two. It is. Yeah. Is it logical? No. 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 So much of this is not logical. I know. But I just want you to know what's going on in my world. Well, and you said that uh, – remind me exactly what you said. You said something about the fact that um, 
babies aren't, you know, newborns are not getting COVID because the placenta is doing the work. Correct. Right? Well, and I mean, if I, they do, I will tell you that. I was going to say, to be fair, that doesn't mean they can't get it. That's correct. Just, oh, right, right. But correct. But, but at, at initial coming out, they're yes. not. Okay. Correct. And if they do, their symptoms are very mild. Okay. They go to the NICU. They have to keep getting tested every 12 hours to find out when it becomes negative, and it usually becomes negative within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're getting mild fevers. And and I would bet you, Craig, especially based on – because we know JoJo. Uh-huh. She's wonderful, and she's smart, yep. right? That information is probably not readily available. Like they're not. they're not getting that information it's, again. Correct. A doula would help you know that information. <laughs> and and evidencebasedbirth.com. They have a whole tab on COVID. Okay. Really? <laughs> yes. So what, well, sorry, yes. what was the evidence? Evidencebasedbirth.com. Okay. All right. And it's everything on there. It's all based in numbers and studies. It's not opinionated. Okay. Huh. I like it. And they update very often. So during COVID, they were giving weekly updates about COVID and moms that were um, found to be positive and did it past the baby. And then they did more blood work on baby, followed those babies for a number of months. Now those um, emails, I'm not getting them every week. They're still every month, though. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's still updated. Wow. Well, man, we, we, have, we have covered a lot. Tonight, is there is there anything yet that we haven't touched on that you want to make sure we, we get yes, to? Yes, the only other thing I want to tell you is that we only take four births a month. Okay. So it is first come, first serve. Yeah. And So make um, your reservations now. That's correct. Book, <laughs> book us now. You COVID uh, procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never too late. You know, even the day you're due, it's not too late. Um, secondly, is that we take payment plans. So a lot of um, doulas don't do that. Um, some doulas will take your money and not take you can pay up front, you know, mm-hmm. month six, but you are not qualified for their care until you're at 37 weeks. Mm. Oh. We don't do that. Okay. Yeah. We take care of you the moment you put the down payment. Cool. Okay. So you can put a down payment and that holds your spot and make monthly payments and it has to be paid for by the 37th week. Okay. Um, but we do, you, do, you do get a discount if you pay in the one lump sum. Huh. Um, so that's nice. You get a hundred dollars off. Um, if you, uh, purchase a package at the $1,500 level or higher, you get a hundred dollars off. And if you refer somebody and they use your name, you get a hundred dollar Amazon card. Nice. Yeah. You know, when you're pregnant mamas, that's what I was going to say. I'm I'm running through the people that I know right now. That's right. The the show could go shopping on Amazon. That's That's right. right. Basically, if you know someone who's pregnant, let us know. What? And or just tell them, or, or just tell them to call and say, "Hey, I heard about you on the Home Runner show." That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's right. correct. We do everything, mamas, babies. That's what we want to do. I had one dad tell me, "You need to tell every dad out there that y'all are worth your money in gold." And I said, "Why, Christian? Tell me why." Uh-huh. Because dads want to know the why. Yeah. And he said. It's kind of like I can go to the hardware store and I can get a barbecue pit, set it up, not read the directions. It'll take me all day Saturday. Uh-huh. He said, y'all are like the instructions. Uh, why? I would let you do what you need to do so I can sit back and relax for the rest of the Saturday. There you nice. go. <laughs> That's, That's what every guy really wants to hear. I know. <laughs> it is. She got Saturday off. Right. Exactly. And, and it's like... I get to buy a barbecue pit, but not put it together. <laughs> that's correct. If, if I could buy a barbecue pit, let someone else put it together. Yes. That's really the goal. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. 
I don't, I don't think this will work in our DIY calculator though. No, at all. No, I mean we. So 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 we've got this DIY calculator. Okay. That that calculates the cost of what a job will be, oh. and, it, and it and it factors in a lot of different things. It factors in time, interest, interest, interest is probably the the biggest variable. Like sure. like for example, like I can replace a toilet. Right. I have the skills to do it. I really don't want to. So it's going to cost you. me more Correct. than if I actually I, wanted I to call, do that I job, right? I call that a convenience fee. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how we can fit this. I don't, I don't, think, it would, I don't think it would work. We'd have I, to create a whole new calculator. I'm not interested in doing that. And, and think, placenta would definitely be a part of the calculator. <laughs> it would be. And yeah. I'll tell you right now, I can't calculate the placenta. <laughs> no, no way. No one can. No Kevin. one can. So are you, are you saying that the doula service is priceless? Yes. Uh, oh, that, right. There you go. Yay! Glad there to you hear. Go. Well, here's the deal. Um, we, we're we've been going for an hour and a half so wow. far, so which wow. is awesome. And I, I, have, told, I have I told you I'm a chatterbox. No, no, no. We, we I could keep asking questions, but Absolutely. we like we, we need to we need to of keep course. the people with baited anticipation for for more information. So that's exactly yeah. right. So so we're gonna we're gonna move on to the last segment okay. that we do with all of our guests. Okay. Um, and that is. The final four. The final four. That's right. So these are the final four questions that we ask all of our guests. So and by we, we, we mean Kevin. Well, yeah, because Craig doesn't ever remember the the questions, right? You got to have me right. to bring up the questions. He he writes them down. That's right. Okay. That's his special superpower. That's right. Okay. All right. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I all remember right. some of them. Maybe jerk face. All right. So here's the first question. What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without? Mm. My phone. Oh, yeah. That's the number my, one, answer. My, my one answer. My clients have to get a hold of me. Yeah. <laughs> How else is she going to play the labor playlist for That's Spotify? Correct. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> well, and especially now with with uh, with COVID, with Zoom, and all that yeah. kind of stuff, like you yeah. really need to have I do. that. I do. You, you have to have yeah. that. Yeah, it's the way I promote. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, that was pretty easy. Uh, next one. What's a job you walked away from? Now, the, when we when we wrote this question, the goal was to really ask the question of what's a project you walked away from. So if you were around your house and something came up that you needed to fix, what's something you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to call the professional to do that. But we asked the question, what's a job you walked away from? So if that was a career, you want to go that way, you can. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if you want to take it more of a project around your house, what's something you walked away from? Um, well, I walked away from this whole idea of construction. Oh, <laughs> Just <okay>. saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, I lived in that world for a long time. Yeah. And um, I'm over the sheetrock dust. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm over it. Yeah. So my new uh, uh, condo complex redid the windows, and I know what is involved in windows. Mm-hmm. But I asked, you know, how many days do you think it's going to take? And they're right. like, oh, two days. Liar. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to take two days. I, I know what I'm doing. You don't, you don't think I know, but I know. Right. And then, of course, they had to cut the sheetrock. Sure. And of course. It, the mess is everywhere. Yeah. So There's yeah. no getting that out of I had I had to do that before COVID. Uh, okay. Like the month before. It was wow. not fun. Gross. No. Yeah, it was very gross. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the third question, how do you wind down at the end of a long day? Mm, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? really? Yeah. yeah. So where do you naturally go on YouTube? 
um, like, what do I like? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what do you gravitate toward? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Now no. you have to. You, 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 <laughs> now that you're embarrassed, you really have to tell us. Although you are turning to shade of red right now. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> My horoscope. Okay. Mm, all right. Yeah. Is, cool. is, are there like specific channels that will like give you insight in your into your horoscope or something? Yeah, I like Patricia Eleven Eleven. Oh, okay. I like her a lot. Um, she seems to be very intuitive. Um, I will say I'm a born again Christian. I've been been Christian since I was 12. So this is a new thing for me okay. um, to like explore all of this. So it's really fascinating to me. Yeah. And this whole thing that's the um, uh, solar eclipse that's happening on the 21st. Oh, the, the, the uh, oh, yeah. what is yeah. it? The, the, the star of Bethlehem thing? Yes. What, yes. Yeah, the Christmas star. That's what people are calling it. Oh, the Christmas star. Yeah. 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 So it's a really big deal. Right. And, um, what, what, okay. So is it, did you say Patrice? Is yes. That, what, what is what is Patrice saying is such a big deal about this? Um, well, she doesn't necessarily talk about astrology. She just talks about my sign. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there are a lot of others that I'm learning about, about astrology and the placement of the planets. Ironically, in relationship to COVID. Oh. So yeah, it's hmm. been very interesting to me. So are they are they saying that like planets are aligning sort of like they did in like 1918 or like? Actually, um, they make a lot of reference to um, social upheavals and uh-huh. where those planets were placed. So they refer a lot to the Rodney King uh, violations oh, and the riots yeah. and stuff and where the planets were placed at that time and um, why we saw so many riots this season. Uh, because of where they were placed, they were all in together. They were too close. Interesting. Yeah. So, that was like the late '90s, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of other th- people that are talking about what happened during the Renaissance. You know, the time of our country of artistic art abilities and writers and music and things like that. So hmm. we're apparently coming up on that with the age of Aquarius. I'm like, what? That was the song, right? Yeah, I was going to say, is that, who, is it, who is that? Is that Peter, Paul, and Mary? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So most of the time I'll listen to like two of them and I'm conked out. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, it, is, that, is that the only thing you go to YouTube for? Uh, no. We'll see what else do I have to go well, look, to. Look, the reason I'm intrigued, let me, let me tell you that, because I, I, I know the statistics on YouTube. YouTube is a 75% male-dominated market. Oh, like, wow. Like YouTube is mostly watched by males, so I'm very intrigued when wow. females are interested in YouTube and wow. what's on there. Well, I'll, I'll uh, send you my list. I like Lewis Howes. Okay. Um, Who's that? Uh, he does. He wrote the book Mask of Ma- Masculinity. Okay. And he does um, a podcast called The uh, House. No, mm, something of greatness. Um, oh, I forgot the name. Anyway, Lewis House. Okay. I really love him. Okay. Um, I really. I found um, Simon Sinek. Oh yeah, Simon yeah. Sinek's great. I love him. Yeah, I found yeah. him a few years ago on YouTube. Did you find it because of the Golden Rings talk? No, the uh, talk on Start with Why. Start with Why. Okay, so his book. book. Yeah, it's a business book. Have you read any of them? I read the Start with Why yesterday. Have you read the other ones? No. Oh, you got to get on it. I will. Yeah, I will. I like TED Talks. All the TED Talks. Okay. Um, I started following um, a podcast, um, but it's a YouTube thing too. It was an interview, uh, Sex with Emily. Okay. Um, I feel like I need to know what. My clients are up against uh-huh. what they know and don't know about sex, uh, especially when it pertains to making babies and preventing babies. So, uh-huh. I mean, I know all the medical sides. So sure, yeah. I need to know what's out there. So I started listening to her recently. And um, there's another guy. I can't remember his name. I really do like so him. So is she, is she like a sex expert? Is she that, is. Okay. She is. Yeah. And uh, I saw her on a 
like this whole setup, you know, headset, oh, nice. everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, they were talking about everything under the sun. So she's know. faking it as well. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, she's lubing it, baby. <laughs> She says never fake. Never fake it. <laughs> never fake it. You need a good lube. <laughs> There's a better way, Craig. There's a better Somebody way. Somebody is turning red. That's all this show needed. <laughs> a little lube. <laughs> uh, we got to slide past the hard parts. Right? <laughs> we get to the good parts. Lube. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, it was right there. Was right I there. like it. it I like right it. <laughs> so I do a lot of inspirational things. I, I saw some yogi today talking uh-huh. about going without sex, in particular talking about men, mm-hmm. and getting close to the ejaculation time and then withdrawing it to have more creativity in your brain. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a little different, but was, okay. Okay, I got to ask, was that Hotep Jesus? No. No? Have you heard, have you, do you know him? No. Okay, that guy says some crazy stuff about sex. Okay. It, yeah, he's, and he's like, he's like, women are trying to steal your creativity. And <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, so, that no I don't guy. think that's accurate. <laughs> I, I don't think it is either. No, sure. no. It's not so, accurate. I'm not, I'm not advocating for people to go listen to him, but go listen to him because he's nuts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. No pun intended. All right. Uh, next and final question <laughs> of the thank you of the final four. All right. Here we go. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Mm. Breathe. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I forget to do that. Yeah. It's amazing to me how much a deep breath can change so many things. I've done some research on YouTube about it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just saying. I mean, it, I'll just tell you, like, just for. I mean, I don't know how. If, if I mean, please tell me that I'm not the only parent who looks at my child and like just breathe, correct. take a deep breath, especially when they're crying for really no reason. Mm-hmm. Correct. Take a deep breath. Right. And it's like all of a sudden it like snaps them out of yes. something. It's called right? the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the one. That's, That's what I was going to say. I know. I <laughs> yeah. know you were. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's funny that I'm a doula. And that's what I'm telling mamas to do. It's just, yeah, that's, yeah. Go inward and breathe your pain away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's really weird. So I've been doing yoga forever, off and on, since I was about 17, 18. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going on 51 now. So I've been doing a long time. But now my practice is far more serious than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I go four days a week. It's to, to yoga. Yes. Okay. It is life changing. Wow. Just now, do to, you, if you have the right instructor to breathe. I was yeah. gonna, do, you, do you treat yoga as a sort of meditation? Um, it has meditation qualities, uh-huh. but no, I okay. meditate separately. You do, okay. You do and it separately. Most of my yoga cl- instructors do have a time of meditation. It's like five to seven minutes. Right. That's not long enough. So my favorite is um, the mindful movement on mm. YouTube. Mm. Okay. They are my by far favorite. Interesting. Well, I, and, and you and you say that, but that's probably because you've been doing it longer than most people. You know, like for I think for the some people, or the meditation, the meditation. I, I think mm-hmm. for some people, five minutes would feel like an eternity. Well, you, if if you've never done it before, yeah, true. But it's really not. It used to be taught that you had to quiet your mind. You had to be still. Right. It's not about that. It's about breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if your mind leaves. Just gently guide it back. So. 
Are you familiar with uh, Dr. Safali? No. On on uh, YouTube as well. She's uh, the conscious parent, mm-hmm. conscious marriage. She does all the conscious things. Mm. Um, but I remember one book years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I read. I'm a big reader in self-help. Mm-hmm. I read. I don't usually read that quickly, but I read her book in a week. Oh, wow. I, I was that good. The only thing I remember is she said feelings are like waves in the ocean. When you go in the ocean, you have choices. You can let the wave take you down. Mm-hmm. You can go underwater, mm-hmm. or you can jump it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know another one's coming. Yeah. Take a breath. Mm. She taught me that. Mm. Take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah. You don't have to decide everything right now. Just take a breath. Right. And since I'm a chatterbox, I don't breathe very much. <laughs> I do have two alarms on my phone. That okay. should be one of your questions. Okay. Do you have alarms to remind you things? Okay. I have two alarms. It goes off twice a day, and it says breathe, Christina. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you would you would love the um the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch because it's got like a ten breathing. times a day. Yeah, like, like it tells it, me to breathe. Yeah, I'm not an Apple fan. So that's oh. well, okay. We won't ever have you everyone on this podcast has, again. But um, <laughs> everyone has their flaws. Yes, yeah, I know. That's what my kids tell me, Mom. Please, you have to upgrade. Well, I, I don't have my, to do anything. My point though is like the the Apple Watch, and, and um, maybe there are others that do this as well. But it's got a it's got a specific point that it that it tells you to breathe and it guides you through the process. I did, which know is that. which is really it's a and it, it's not. It, it's a helpful process. Okay. It really is. Okay. If, if so. you do it. Yeah. If you do it. If, yes. Otherwise, it's just an annoying Yeah, because that means it turns mine off. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's not <laughs> annoying to me anymore because I turned it off. But I I have done it before, and it is very helpful. Yeah. I just, it tends to go off at the time, whatever. It's the most inconvenient, which is probably when I need to do it most. That, right. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so here's the thing. We, um... We actually kind of lied to you, so I, I apologize for that up front. Kevin lied to you. Well, I yeah. I don't do liars. Well, it's it's forgivable, I think. That is that we said there were four questions. There's actually five. Okay. And I let Craig. He remembers this one. I remember this one. <laughs> so I'm gonna let him ask the fifth okay. question. Yes. Okay. okay. If people want to find you, how do they get a hold of you? They go to the website. It is Motherly Transitions with an S uh-huh. dot com. Dot com. Okay. Yes. And so you can, uh, Priscilla does all the scheduling. I hate scheduling. Ah, I love charting. people. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I love to talk. Yeah. I really don't like anything, you know, having to keep up with the schedule. So her phone number is on the website. Okay. That's her cell number. Oh, wow. You can text her and say, hey, I'd like to set up an appointment. And she gets together with me when you're available. And we work a Zoom call out. Cool. So that's how it works. Are you guys on any social media? We're on Facebook. Okay. I am working. I need some help. Do you have a podcast on that? I need some help with Instagram. <laughs> I can I can point you in some directions. I need some help. Okay. I have the account. I'm still figuring it out. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I, mean, I, I can I can get you up and running in like ten minutes. Don't worry about it. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But how do I find followers? How do you find oh even easier. Really? Yes. Oh well, I didn't know that. Yes. Super easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Great. Well, listen, uh, this has been fantastic. And and thank you for, I, I, I can tell you right now, like there's a potential that we're going to have some listeners that are like, I don't even want to listen to that. Partly because they're dudes. Yeah. And, and they're going to go, that's, 
first of all, that's a weird topic. Second of all, it's going to be uncomfortable, those sorts of things. But I'll tell you, um, you, you those of you that are listening right now, you're not sitting in the room having this conversation. <laughs> and uh, it was super comfortable. Good. And I think that you you facilitated that. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for making it comfortable. Thank you. And um, I think that says a lot for the type of person that you are. So if you're interested in a doula, I would say call give christian a shot and yes. um let her let her talk to you about that so uh but other than that uh we are we're very thankful that um all of you decided to download today's episode and uh we're everywhere that you can imagine us being that's right you can't avoid us now no we're we're out there so uh um, and ranked 33 that's right that's, <laughs> that's and right. climbing and climbing and climbing <laughs> yeah so uh if you haven't already go ahead and, and subscribe i'll that find out fantastic. who 32 is i'm gonna go it's, throat punch them they <laughs> <laughs> can't talk for two exactly. weeks yeah uh, so go ahead and subscribe if you've not already done that, that we don't miss any great content like, you know, doulas. And, um, yeah, leave us a rating and review on, on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Uh, but we appreciate all you guys. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya.